Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ricky V. And today we have episode number 17 of the Elite Fitness Podcast. And today we have the second part of the Matt Lane interview. In this interview, we get way more into drugs, into some of the industry gossip, and some of the legalities surrounding some of the drugs that guys are using now and buying uh, apparently over the counter. So uh, without further ado, here it is. doing better but what you do sucks so like just just throwing in another cc or another 50 milligrams a day isn't going to help you at all if like you're like you said you're lying about your diet you're lying about your training like um you know i mean you go to the gym for two hours and you talk for 45 minutes like you're only there for an hour yeah well so you were around uh for the mid-2000s when we had all these pro hormones around and obviously around now to see all these all these arms around the way uh, one thing i've noticed is um when the pro hormones were out that was the entry of a lot of guys into the lifestyle the first time mm-hmm. they they got something a, a pd that they could buy at a store or they could get shipped to their house using their credit card and the pro hormones versus nowadays the same things happening with arms the pro hormones gave some guys some kind of fucked up side effects uh, on super draw, some guys nipple with lactate, uh, different side effects, uh, you know, sleeplessness, a lot of different shit. Many guys quit. I ran across a ton of guys that quit halfway through their first bottle of super draw and never touched the stuff again. Uh, flip now to, to today, a lot of guys are using SARMs and having no bad side effects from it. And that makes them stay in the game, stay in the in the lifestyle, and then they step up to steroids eventually. It's, it seems that SARMs have become a bigger gateway into this lifestyle than, than the pros were because of, of such low side effects that mm-hmm. guys are getting generally when they're entering I into the lifestyle. I definitely agree with that. Um, and the fact that they're consistently so ready, readily available um, probably exacerbates that. And because a lot of people advertise it as low side effects or no side effects at all, um, it, it, it does create this like gateway. I've probably, I talk people out of it a lot. Like um, people ask me about it and, and I'm like, honestly, man, like unless you're willing to take that risk, like the thing, there's certain points like, certain people i'm like you know whatever bro do your own research look it up if it's something that you want to cross over like fucking go for it like i i think if it's something that you're willing to do i don't i don't have any negatives to say about it as long as it's something you're willing to deal with you know i mean the potential side effects like the risk associated with it i get pissed off when it comes to young men um i I really get irritated with people under the age of 21 22 you know what i mean and and they're getting their like uh, you know i hear it about 16 year old kids 20 year old 18 year old kids taking SARMs and, and stuff and then you know by the time they're 20 they're blasting here and i'm like well you didn't even get hair on your you know your hair's not even growing in yet like your beard's not even finished like maybe maybe wait a little bit like and i feel like it maybe with with the the ability for people to to, to get them so readily available i think it should be on i think anybody should be able to purchase them pretty libertarian in that aspect that it's, it's anybody's body. Um, but I'm like, you're, you're completely missing out on the journey, the struggle. And maybe that's why a lot of people are such pussies because they're, 
they're jumping into the you know the PED side of things so quickly um and they're completely negating like the struggle you know what I mean like I, I'm really happy that like I grew up poor um and like dude I I mean I don't really fear like economic disaster because bro, I've, I've lived in my car like I've been in you know what I mean like you know I mean scenarios where yeah I know what you're saying man it's the same here bro taking care of me like I've been on welfare as a kid, wick check, shit like that. So like it didn't, it, it doesn't really bother me. I'll survive. Um, but like you're, you're. Uh, that's what I mean by that is like you get into the gym and that at, at one thirty five, that two twenty five is real fucking heavy, and like you got to grind through. You got to dig deep. That's why I like when kids do sports, especially things like 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 wrestling and soccer, um, because they're very tough endurance sports. Boxing. Um, because it, it truly teaches you, bro, to, to sack up, you know what I mean? Like, this is going to be difficult. I think everybody should have like an old man, you know what I mean? In the back of their head. Um, the guy who used to train me in powerlifting, his name's Ron. I will forever be grateful for this dude. And, uh, and a lot of people know the guy who owns the gym that I train at, his name's Mark Chalet. I remember the first time, like, and I, I came into this is powerlifting gym like completely green no idea like i'd only ever seen like the guys pulling trucks on espn and shit as a kid and i've always been interested in that but i remember i was going to spot 500 for the first time and i'm staring at it and like i'm and my and mark comes over and i mean this dude has 20 world records like one of the first people to ever deadlift over 900 you know what i mean like he's a big boy and, and uh and the, my training partner ron is like a 30 30 year plus trucker who used to be in like a motorcycle gang and shit. Like, um, <laughs> I remember I'm staring at this bar, it's 500 pounds on it. And I'm like nervous. And, and Marco's, what's your problem? And I was like, it's a lot of weight, man. He's like, don't be such a fucking pussy. I know women who can bench more than that. He's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? You die, you have spotters, you'll be fine. He's like, go down, stand up. And I was like, all right. Like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good way to reset bar? mindset. Yeah, that's a good go way to down. reset He tells me to stand up i stand up it's the first time i squatted 500 and now like 500 is a warm-up you know what i mean so that like old man that sits in the back of your head and tells you you know what i mean like get up like you got three more but i think everybody should experience that i think it's it's a damn shame when uh um, it helps build that discipline too if you have a, a good coach there and, and if you're you know if you're going to do something anyway you only need a coach to be on your shit for a couple of years. And that's, that's enough to last you a lifetime. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like that, that, that old man's voice will never leave my brain. You know what I mean? Like that. Uh, same here, uh, man. I've had, I've had plenty of coaches and I'd say the same thing, brother. Uh, mm -hmm. Those teachings, those lessons. I, I hear those guys when, when I feel like giving up sometimes, you know, cause it happens, it crosses your mind. You just don't fucking do it. Yeah, and it's a shame, like, well, not to get, like, political or anything like that, but it's a shame what's happening in the world because I feel like that – I grew up without a dad. My dad left when I was five. You know, he's an alcoholic. You know what I mean? Like, and, and he didn't – I would nobody I – I didn't have a male role model. And that um, that that patriarchal, like, over – you know, that, that watches over you, that idea that, like, I always think about, like, you know what I mean, that old man – that would just tell you the right thing to do. You know what I mean? That would like tell you to sack up. You know what I mean? Like I always think about like, uh, you know what I mean? Just like that, that dude that's been doing his job for 30 years and he's just got grit. 
Like, and I, and I, I just feel bad because I feel like a lot of people are going to, I don't know. I don't know what happens to that. You know what I mean? That old head training aspect of like the Dorian Yates, the blood and guts, like dudes like that. Like, is that still going to be around? You know what I mean? Yeah, there's like, two generations. Like, this new generation just keep losing new, a lot of that. New categories in bodybuilding. Do we just keep making, you know, any new rules and stuff to fit in everybody or, is it or or do we continue with blood and guts like i don't know man it's just it's a, I, I i think about stuff like that sometimes and i'm like you know what happens to the, the generation of meatbags after us you know what i mean are we are uh you know I mean? are we going to shape that that group of people and does that get watered down along the way you know i, I think with uh social and instagram being such a motivation for people to get in shape to to show themselves off we're definitely going to this this our section is going to continue to grow and this industry is going to continue to grow i think although there's a lot of talk out there about uh you know not conforming to beauty standards and accepting yourself and all this shit and let me tell you uh, girl in good shape guy in good guy in good shape post some pictures still gets a ton of likes and shares and you know we still like seeing someone that looks like that because it's a shit ton of hard work that goes behind it i think the same thing that's kind of ruining a, a little bit of things is also the same thing that's going to motivate to, to keep some of these things the same, at least I think. I, I mean, I know a lot of more people now that are concerned about their weight and the way they look because of social. And, and look, even if they're, they don't post a lot of pictures when they go to a party, they, when they go to uh, with their family, someone's going to put pictures up of them. And it's a people are, are really concerned nowadays with the way they look maybe more than more than ages ago. I, I don't know. It's just been kind of my, my opinion, but I know what you're saying because um, I mean, I'm right in the, I'm straddling the fence, you know, I'm not quite a millennial, you know what I mean? yeah. but, uh, but I'm, I'm at that age where I could be, but man, listen, you know, only first place you get a trophy. And yeah. the world, the world is the way it is, and fuck your feelings. You, the world is just, is the way it is, and champions adjust. That's that's the way I feel about it. And uh, a lot of these new kids don't 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 feel about it that way. And I and I do think you you are right. I think they're just going to keep adding categories, and there's going to be way more leagues, and you're going to see a, a ton of people with pro cards now. Oh, there are already a shit ton of people with pro cards. Sure. At least way more than there used to be when I was a teenager. You know, yeah. the, get, having a uh, having a pro card was was meant something nowadays it, it's man there's just so many fucking pro cards yeah it, it, let me let me let me ask you this uh, uh we're talking about SARMs uh, a little bit earlier it's a good good uh, line of conversation to go on because most of our listeners are really hardcore guys and what, what you're offering now is very important because many guys are thinking about opening their own stores opening their own gyms and it helps to know some of the logistics and mindsets that go along with it now we we're talking about SARMs and this is the kind of stuff guys really like discussing and, and really like mm -hmm. me to get on this podcast in here. So, um, you know, we, we, we spoken off air about this a little bit and you and I both are on the agreement that these SARMs are going to go away. Like people, they're, they're going to get banned. Now, do you think that they're going to be scheduled same way that steroids are scheduled or do you think that they're, just going to do uh, like a soft ban, just go after people selectively. What do you, what, what do you think is going to be the way that, that uh, the gov is going to handle SARMs? Because it seems like they're getting 
they're getting to a point where they're going to do something about it. What would you, what would you guess would be the, the their next step with it? I firmly believe they will be scheduled um, because it's not like, like the reason that like pot is becoming legal is because they gave these businesses time to buy farmland, to get licensing, to create legislation, to make it harder for everyday people to grow, produce, manufacture, and sell wheat. It's difficult. In Pennsylvania, man, it's a $250,000 permit application, not even for the app, not even for the permit, just the application to potentially get a license to sell weed in the state of Pennsylvania is a quarter million dollars. Bro, you ain't starting that without some serious equity. Um, and I think that because our PEDs and stuff have such a negative portrayal um, in, in, in the general population that, and the fact that pharmaceutical companies are so rooted in <clears throat> the ability to manufacture, produce, and patent these ingredients like Osterine, Ligandrol, um, yeah, we doesn't have a patent. That that is that's yeah. one of the main. Osterine, the brand name Ligandrol, brand name. Those are I think Ligandrol is owned by Viking Pharmaceuticals. Now, do like, you think that that is that's why I I maybe disagree that they'll be scheduled because these pharmaceutical companies want them out in out in the world eventually anyway, and it, it's just a different uh, pad that your doctor has to use to prescribe you something that's scheduled versus something that is, that is not, you know, it's, it's a different yeah. pad that he has to use to prescribe you uh Novadex or, or testosterone or Romacin, even and yeah. uh, prescribe a, a Romacin. It's a different, it's a completely different color pad that he's got to fill out. So that's why I doubt that they'll be scheduled the way hard drugs are. What do you think to that? I would say that my personal meters, I think they would because I I'm surprised they haven't already. Honestly, like one I mean, thing, one thing to keep in mind, legislation keep in mind is times. don't mean to cut you off, but one thing to keep in mind is this, brother. I mean to cut you off. Uh, when all these steroids became illegal in the early 90s, uh the the patent on those had already expired. You know, they get a certain amount of years, and then this drug it can be generic and put out there generic by by companies that don't own a patent. I think when the steroids became illegal, all those steroids that were in the legislature, the patents were done and over with, you know, because the companies that had put them out had already had that time. Now, as far as uh, SARMs go, these companies haven't had the time to make their money on it. I doubt that they're uh, pushing the gov to, to schedule these drugs that they plan to make a, a ton of money on. What do you think about that? I mean, that'd be cool. Um, personally, I think that I don't think any PED like, should be illegal. I'm, I'm a, I'm again pretty libertarian with my ideology when it comes to any substance, drugs uh, of any kind. I believe should be, you know, available for anybody. Uh, it actually improves the quality, um, uh, and and it creates a free market area. I can get into that if you want. Why I believe that that actually is true. Um, but I, I mean, if they if they I, I, I would assume just on my um, negative portrayal of how the system works um, that, that they would schedule them just for an ability to take people's Fourth Amendment uh, or violate their Fourth Amendment rights and take their property 
and you see it all the time. I mean, they pretty much are like banned. Oh, they're, they're, they're putting motherfuckers in jail now for SARMs. Yeah. People I mean, like jail right now for SARMs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I know three manufacturers in the last two years. One guy, $2 million fine. Another guy, $1 million. Yeah, if you, um, you know, if these are, pub- if these are public. They're doing federal time for it. If these are public records uh, and, and the articles are out there, don't be afraid to, to mention names and brands because there's a shit ton of articles already about these guys if they're yeah. if they pleaded and they're going in. What's the most time you've seen somebody uh, do for, for SARMs, uh, for selling SARMs so far? Um, I don't think I saw anybody do time. Um, I think all of what they did is they took their shit. Uh, yeah, they like, surrender a bunch of money. I read a ton of articles where guys are yeah, like billions uh, of dollars. Like the dude from MedFit, like he's not in jail. Um, they took all they took a bunch of money. Um, the dude from uh, uh, the one the two guys from Texas. Uh, I forget their fucking name. One his name is Brett. Um, and I mean, they took all their money. I don't think any of them did jail time. I know one guy got house arrest. Another guy got a house arrest. Um, but they lost millions of dollars. Now, how much did they keep? I know a guy up in, um, Pennsylvania. Uh, now the only time I've seen people do jail time was weirdly enough for Superdraw. Um, but Superdraw is scheduled, right? Yes, yeah, Superdraw scheduled. Matter of fact, Superdraw got scheduled a full year, I believe, before everything else did. I think the the yeah. the, the, the biggest ban on pro hormones came in 2014. And I think they, they got to Superdraw like 2013, 2012, because it was just so popular. Yeah. Cause I know a dude that did, he um it was about five hours from me, uh northern Pennsylvania. He got clipped for selling soup for producing superdraw tablets for a company overseas. So he got exporting charges. I mean, he got he got ripped apart. Um, and I mean, he ended up with he was making I mean hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Came out of it with nothing because he, he did that. Um, but as far as SARMs go, it looks like for the most part they just take all your stuff, which is equally terrible. You know, you tell me I can do a year in jail and I can keep all my money, or I can, <laughs> or I you can take everything and I'd be free. I'd be like, eh, well, how much money are we talking? You know what I mean? Yeah, how, how, how much? It? How much? Then, you know what I mean? So it's not that bad. You tell me I can sit for a year, but I get to keep two mil. Eh, you know what I mean? I got visitation. You know, it's not that long. Oh, yeah, you, you, you're, you're, you're married. You could get conjugal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck it. I'll be all right. Like, <laughs> I look at it like that. Like, what's a million dollars worth to you? And then, but uh, the, the, the goal is to not get to that point in the first place, obviously. Um, and I think what a lot of people do, and I agree with, um, is one point that I will agree with on the government. I, I never really, I don't agree with the government very often, but I will agree with the fact that like when people were slipping dietary, I don't agree with people slipping, like selling Rad 140, but it's fucking super dull. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with selling dietary supplements with a dietary supplement label on it. Um, and there be Osterine or Rad or YK or LGB in it. I don't agree with that. I think that, that up. fucks up the market for the rest of us that have natural compliant supplements because it, yeah. it throws a ton of more scrutiny on us from credit card processors, from enforcement, it from just the, even public opinion makes all of us look bad. Yeah. Yeah. And the one guy that I know, I mean, he, he fucked, dude, he, he was making it for other people and literally just they, they call it a test booster, but it had Osterine. And you're like, bro, like, <laughs> Come on, man. Let, let, let me let me ask you a question. All these guys that that've gotten that 
gotten arrested or, or had raids or whatever. Um, well, these guys were all running their businesses kind of like they were just legitimate businesses over the table, U.S. banks, bank accounts, right? They weren't, they weren't managing or running their businesses, say, the way a steroid dealer would, where a steroid dealer is is trying to keep off the radar and, and not trying to yeah i mean put, like put, put his income part, over the table that was um they're doing it like you know kind of in plain sight i mean you have like companies like dark like uh the guys who are making dark energy i mean bro dmaa has been banned for a long time like that's not a new ban like dude, that's been banned for a long yeah time. they they got it and way this back dude was just fucking all over the internet you know what i mean comment that ten thousand comments on a facebook advertisement like, and it's DMAA. Like, I don't even, I, I think this shit's terrible, honestly. It's like the worst stimulant I've ever had. Um, I don't understand the, the, why people get so, like, dick hard about it. But, like, dude, this, I mean, it's literally like Jerry Wheat from High Tech literally went to prison for it. I think he did 10 months. And you're like, bro, you're, and like, they're just out in the open. You know what I mean? And a lot of the times that's because, I mean, sometimes that boy isn't just going to give you enough rope to hang yourself um i don't know what exactly what happened with them but i know they disappeared like down did they completely yeah there are a lot them. of indictments and stuff that don't see the light of day because they they resolve it quietly behind doors there's a lot of shit that goes on that never makes it places where you and i can read it because it's it's kept you know it's, it's, i don't know how that works but i've seen it i've seen it a lot like people that you kind of hear through the back door got busted went away but you never see an article about them anywhere Sometimes it depends on whether, you know what I mean? They, they roll. Sometimes it depends on whether or not they, um, uh, you know what I mean? Decide to hand over everything, um, willy nilly. And just they're like, listen, you know what I mean? I remember I was 19 years old and, uh, I had just gotten off probation. They go skipping around and they get all these other guys. Some of these articles I read, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this guy is. And he's, and he's, he's being made to hand over $3.2 million for selling songs. And, never fucking heard of this guy it could be as simple as like uh you know what i mean they're just not done building their case like sometimes like you look at guys uh i mean you're, you're big you're big names you look at uh it's that movie the departed jack nicholson they were like he's an fbi informant blah 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 they're like we're not trying to take him down for they're not trying to take guys down for money laundering transaction or we're not trying to take them down for, you know what I mean? Like minor possession or POWID with, you know what I mean? 500 grams of rad, 500 grams of fucking YK. They're trying to, they're trying to get you in the whole organization and the distributor. You know what I mean? And my guess is with a guy that's that big, I, I don't know. I don't know any, I literally don't know the guy at all. I don't know anything about his company or anything like that. But my guess is when you have somebody that's like pretty big, they're not just going to go after you with some little shit. They probably want to build their case and be like, you know what I mean? Take his feet out from underneath him. So he, so when this, because when you got a guy who's super public, he's got a big personality and a big following. I makes great shit, content, man. I, I follow his, yeah, uh, I mean, his Instagram, if, makes if great you, content. If you, guy, if you build a shitty case against a guy like that, it's going to make the government look stupid. And that's the last thing that they want. They don't want to look dumb on camera. So they're, my guess is, without again without knowing anything about that is scenarios like that they're waiting to get all their ducks in a row and then all of a sudden that's all you hear 
You know what I mean? It's over. I mean, some of them, some of them dudes are fucking reckless, man. And like, I, 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 I always liked the guys from Redfit, but like, I mean, the year that they gave away a Corvette at the Arnold, like, I mean, it, and six months later, you know, the facility goes under, and I'm like, Ugh, like sometimes you look at stuff like that, and you're like, bro, I mean, if you're so, so, so they gave like, they gave away a Corvette at, at the Arnold under their Metfit brand, where people obviously knew they were selling SARMs. Is that I mean, that what that's what they did, or did they yeah, bro, like, like the side wild, brand or some kind? Yeah, see that that's a you're just rubbing it. Just and, right in their face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like Biggie said, a uh, federal agent's Mac is unfragrant. You know, yeah. it's just, you know, it's, it's just rubbing it in their fucking face that you're making all this money and you have this connection to the public. Yeah. I mean, that's why uh, you, you hear about dudes that uh, like that, that, that do stuff like that and they're out in the open, you know, they're, I mean, you're putting a target on your back for one. So you think you don't you don't think any of these guys will do jail time? You think they're just gonna have to fork some money over and, and call it a day? I don't think they look at it. I don't think the government it, for the most part really looks at it as like um they look at it as you're a danger to the public, but I don't think I think they they I've never been in the room, I've never had a scenario where you know what I mean, they're I got in trouble as a kid. It was for dumb stuff. But my guess is when they're sitting there and you're looking at everything they got you for and they're looking at a bank account with seven, eight figures in it and they're like, well, you know what I mean? How do you want this to end? And you're like, well, <laughs> I would prefer not to go to jail. And like, sometimes they'll be like, all right, well, we're going to find you into, ex into non-existence and you're going to have to hand over X, Y, and Z. And, you know what I mean? Sign this plea deal and you can go home. And you're like, all right. Like, I don't think that they look at it in the same way of like, uh, um, judging by the sentences that I've seen get handed out. Uh, I don't think they look at it in the same way that they do like a heroin dealer or a cocaine dealer or something like that, where people. Well, it's not scheduled it. yet. I mean, they're, they're, they're enforcing, they're flexing, but it's really not scheduled. Yeah. So like, I don't think that they're going to, they're really going to jam people up like that um, when they could easily just, you know I mean, take your shit. I think for most of these guys, from what I've seen at, at best is a, is a introducing misbranded drugs into commerce, a case, not, not yeah, cocaine, you know, it's, 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 in, you know, introducing misbranded drugs, which I mean, it's a, not, not a, as big or as serious of a case as, you know, it's moving, moving some, some schedule yeah. stuff. Yeah, which is like it's one of them things. Like, I, I, I mean, I would prefer them not be nobody getting in trouble for it at all, honestly. But like, I mean, compared to the latter, where you get certain countries where you get caught with, you know, what I mean, certain. I think you were telling me about Colombia, how like it, certain like things are very strict down there. I'm not really sure. Vaguely remember you telling me that. Of, like every third world country is a shit ton of laws, just nobody pays attention to them. Nobody, yeah. and a lot of the enforcement, a lot of the agents and officers don't even really fully understand the law themselves. A lot of the times, so. yeah, they're just making shit up as they go. I know in like Russia, like if you get caught with like a personal possession amount of of like an opiate, like heroin, like bro, you can do like five years in jail. Where here, they literally just they just throw it out and tell you to leave. 
know, you go down to Baltimore and, and, and you know what I mean? They literally like they pull you over with two to five hundred dollars worth of heroin in your car. They're literally just going to throw it out and like tell you to leave. Like, cause they got, they got people getting murdered three times a day. Like, and I think it, it probably is the same thing in our category where you got people who, you know I mean, they're like, all right, well, we got this. Let's take the shit, move along. You know what I mean? They really, uh, it probably. Even, even as an example in, in Colombia, which is a little bit weird, this would never happen, but let's say if, if the, the laws in the books were sort of being followed, if you get caught with a, with an amp, of uh, testovirin, uh, you know, Bayer testovirin or uh, Bayer Nibido in your pocket and you don't or you never quite got a script, you might be you could kind of get in trouble for it, according to laws in the books. Now, if you get caught with the same amount of testosterone, but is in a multi-dose vial that you uh, that doesn't have a label on it, it wasn't an approved drug, you're kind of OK. Like he, if they, we've proved this drug for prescription only, if you have it without prescription, then you could get in trouble. But if you have the same drug and it's not the Bayer version, it's not the official version, it's just testosterone in a vial, then there's kind of nothing in the laws to really kind of fuck you up over it, which is, is, is weird, but it, it's kind of, it's kind of the way it plays out. Uh, uh, the laws and you know, talking specifically about Colombia, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's a- I think, I think a lot of the guys that like they get hemmed up here in the United States, I think a lot of their sentence also depends on like what they were doing with it too. You know what I mean? Like if you were just selling chems or something like that, um, I know chem sites have been up for 15 years. You know what I mean? Like they've been up forever. Um, and, uh, I really think it matters. Like you got, like I said, like dudes that are passing things off as other, other, other drugs, like, um, you know what I mean? Spiking shit or, uh, you got people that'll, you know what I mean, just put it in like a test booster and tell you that it's healthy, you know what I mean? And it'd be cut with osterine, shit like that. Um, I think those guys are going to probably get more of the hammer than somebody who is just selling chems, you know what I mean? Or raw powder. Um, because See, that, that's we- interesting because the chems are actual drugs that you'd find at a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. So you think selling chems like the like the the research chems got selling Nolan, and Cialis and, and and Viagra and all that, you think they're in less danger than than some of the guys selling SARMs, huh? I think you cut out a little bit. Um, I was saying, so you think that uh that the guys selling selling the research chems, the Nova and and the Sia and the and the Aroma and all that stuff, Liquidex. You think those guys are, are in less danger, less exposed uh, than the guys selling storms under under today's climate? No, I'm just thinking more along the lines of like, I mean, all that category, I think it could be lumped together. But I'm thinking more along the lines of like uh, guys who sell SARMs and stuff like that in like the chem form, like liquid, you know, what I mean, based in alcohol, as opposed to like an encapsulated or flavored powder. Um, I think when you make things like dark energy, they put the label research facts on it, but bro, it's not a research, you know, it's gummy worms flavored and it's a pre-workout ingredient. It's not a single ingredient. Like if you're buying dark energy, you think you're buying a pre-workout, but it's got DMA in it. But somebody at the gym tells you it's strong. It's not like if you buy a chem off the site and you get it and it says not for, re- not for human consumption and it only has one ingredient in it and it has no instructions or you got to know it. No, no standard person 
is going to just go on a chem site, Bitcoin some money and like get a package in the mail a week later and like look at that and be like, oh yeah, this, this seems safe. You know what I mean? As opposed to somebody who just goes to you know, like a supplement store or on eBay and just. I get that. I get that. The, the unsuspecting customer angle. Yeah. I, I get which, that. Yeah. Which is where I, I do agree. You know what I mean? And it sucks as again, like. A, my okay. So, so here's a question. The guys that you've seen get busted up, that they have their, their SARMs in capsules and in bottles, like a supplement or are they doing the liquid thing with the research cam website? Um, most of the guys that I saw got hurt hard, um, were the ones that they were encapsulated or flavor powders. Um, it seems like those were the ones they went after first and the guys that were putting it in, um, in other ingredients like, uh, SARM base, I saw SARM based pre-workouts, um, uh, SARM test boosters, muscle builders, weight loss, uh, fat burners with SARMs in it. You know what I mean? Shit like that. I think those are the ones that I saw that got hemmed up a little bit harder. And, and you really can't make that argument. It's, it's a much difficult, much more difficult in court um, to say that I was selling a raw ingredient as an ingredient to somebody as opposed to, yeah, it was gummy worms flavored and it had six grams of citrulline in it. Like, <laughs> it kind of yeah. creates, a, it, it yeah. makes you look like a dumbass, like in court. Um, De yeah, diff like, different situation for sure. Yeah. So I would say that like those guys are the ones that they're going to get hemmed up harder than the other dudes. Um, and like personal opinion, you know what I mean? As opposed to just the actual um, act of doing it, it's probably not as bad depending on, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, makes it, makes sense. Yeah, makes some sense for sure, for sure. Yeah, where's the honor? You know, I look at it. I look at it like that. Like, you know I mean, we all know parts of this industry, and I'm like, where's where's the honor though? You know what I mean? Like, are you just tricking people? To me, it's kind of fucked up. Like, uh, and and if you get everybody knows the risk associated with that, you know, I mean, section of the industry. So. I'm like, I mean, if you're willing to take that risk, that's cool. But like, are you even going to do it with like any sort of um, integrity? You know what I mean? I mean, you can call that side of the end. You can have integrity in my belief in that side. Of the well, but I like, mean, I, I agree. There's, there's a completely different thing when you have these research cams, these SARMs or drugs, whatever the fuck, and you're dealing with a, a meathead, a bodybuilder that's informed, that knows all about it, that knows the dangers, that knows everything, and he's dealing with you one-to-one. -one. I can see that as opposed to, you know, someone uh, dealing, say, with a, uh, with a newbie, a new guy that doesn't know much of shit, and you're, and you're leading them towards taking something like GW or Osterin or, or even uh, a pro-hormone for you know for for something that they they probably should start off with a diet and training and and maybe should get talked out of peds as 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 an option so early on and i i do see a, a i do see a, a big difference there and i'm, I'm kind of with you there like yeah those guys were just putting SARMs, putting drugs basically in, in along with other supplement ingredients and and kind of selling to newbies that's kind of scumbaggish you're not fucking telling that person that there's a synthetic drug in there and it's new and we don't quite know what 
the side effects of it will be later. I mean, it's just, this is a whole kind of information that anybody should know before they, they go and deal something. But look, once somebody knows the information, once somebody understands the risks, if they're, if they're old enough, if they're an adult, fuck, they should be able to buy and, and do whatever yeah. they want with their bodies for sure. Yeah, I thoroughly agree with that. You know what I mean? Like, there's a big difference between a flavor powder that any Tom, Dick, or Harry could purchase thinking they're getting some other thing and then somebody going on some dark web fucking internet chem site and going through the 10-step process to send money to somebody. You you know what you're signing up for when you do that because you get anybody that's a newbie, somebody tells them about, I mean, Osterine or GW or something like that, and they go to buy it, and then they have to go through the process. If they're a newbie and they don't understand, like, you know, what I mean, what they're getting into, they're going to abandon the checkout, you know, right away. They're going to be like, dude, I'm not sending Bitcoin to some stranger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not yeah, sending yeah. Venmo to a, you know what I mean, to this person or that person. I'm good. Like, I can I use a credit card? Well, because you're buying drugs. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. You're fucking dummy. Like, I remember people be like, well, I hear it, and they're like, you have to go through all these processes. And I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, if you, if you, if you got to ask why, you ain't ready for it. Like, like yeah, I, I, I do agree with that part. And I think that that's, that is cool. That is not as accessible to, to newbies. And, mm-hmm. and some, and yeah, the, the harder process of, of paying for some of these items makes people research more into them which I think it's a great thing. I, th- I think, yeah, man, it's, it's, I'm always, I'm always in, in, in the middle there as well myself. Like, I don't think any of this stuff should be illegal. I don't think people should be put in jail for, for taking performance enhancement drugs, especially guys that are not in competition. But at the same time, I'm against uh, companies and people uh, uh, just giving shit to unsuspecting folks, giving people things that they're not fully aware of what the, what the situation is, I think the seller is is got some some serious responsibility there. So I'm kind of, I'm kind I'm kind of in the middle, you know. It, it's kind of like, all right, I, depending on how it's done and, and how that the purchase is handled, is where I think something something was wrong about it or not. And, and definitely having an informed uh, customer base is is all right. Sell them whatever the fuck they want, as long as they know the dangers. It should it should be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. That's it's the same way I think about it. Like, what do you think is the time willing to understand the risk associated and there's a little bit more of a you know, barrier, but it's still available then. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? But it's prevented the kid from you know, the unsuspecting single mom that some dumbass told her that she should be taking this. You know what I mean, like it's let's 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 avoid that and let it for people who actually know what they're getting into. In, in your best guess, what do you think is the timeline before the, the government does something really serious? Well, they're already, they're already raiding motherfuckers and taking their money, right? But I mean, any steps as far as legislation goes, any big changes in the laws uh, in regards to SARMs go, what, would you, what do you think your best guess is on a timeline for that? Um, I'm actually looking, I'm trying to pull it up right now. I know that there was a... Um, a bill that got introduced. Um, I don't introduce in 2019 again. Uh, then COVID hit. It doesn't look like it's gone anywhere. Um, latest action. I mean, it's it's basically been sitting in Congress. 
Um, so who knows? You know what I mean? Um, and I know I'm looking at the list right now and it says Austrian LGD. Um, uh, looks like different forms of hexadrone. Uh, I don't see, I don't think GW or MK are on there on the SARMS Control Act. Um, right now, it's that's interesting. Like, that's interesting. Osterine, LGD. Um, well, GW is not really a SARM. It's, yeah. It gets lumped in, but it's really not. But that's, it's interesting that uh, people putting together legislature would even know that because out of all the out of everything you mentioned, S four is on here. GW is more popular um, than any of those. Three is on here. MK, GW. Um, oh, so GW is isn't the legis- is isn't that bill? No, it's not on here. No, it's MK not. and GW aren't. Um, it's Austrian LGD S four, um, Rad. Uh, LGD one two one. I don't even know what the hell that is. S twenty three. Looks like those are the ones that are on here. But yeah, GW and uh, um, and MK aren't. It's it's uh it's pretty interesting to me that they would understand the science behind it. That well, I mean, it's interesting because yeah, the, I mean, GW is not really a SARM. Yeah, neither is MK. MK six seven six seven seven. Not a SARM either. The fact that they in the bill they understood that that's pretty uh, that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, and, probably- and that is and this bill is to make them uh, to schedule them to make them basically like crack. Yep, yep. It'll be to amend the Controlled Substances Act to effectively regulate selective androgen receptor modulators and for other purposes, um, but. Uh, it doesn't say, it doesn't look like it's gone anywhere. Um, I'm sure that, I mean, the, the uh, so, 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 so the fat lady's in the building, but she hasn't opened her mouth yet, basically. No, I think they got other problems. The fat lady right. hasn't sang yet. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think I got bigger issues on the, on the tape right now, which as soon as like, you know, I mean, everything happened last year. I was like, hmm. Looks like we got another year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, interesting. I got other shit. There's some bigger issues at hand right now. They're trying to. You know, I mean, they got they got things that are a little bit more socially uh, um, pertinent right now. Things that people are a little bit more pissed off about, uh, rather than banning S four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, S four is is all but gone now, just because of uh, uh, the raw materials to make it aren't really available so from what i've been hearing uh s4 is is very scarce right now yeah uh china actually banned the export of it um so to get s4 out my understanding is they have to ship it out like they would you know what i mean any other analog for you know i mean fentanyl or methamphetamines and stuff like that in all reality like if you're going to get hit by the Chinese government hard, like you would for shipping out fentanyl, why wouldn't you just ship out fentanyl? Why would you ship out S4? You know, if you're going to take a risk for something, like S4 is not that, if you're going to get charged the same way, why would you take a risk on something that doesn't have as much of a profit margin as you could just making real drugs? You know what I mean? That's what I like. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Just like when you tell me the, the story of, of the guy who was, 
getting super droll into the country to then ship it out. It's crazy because once the super droll is in the country, it's probably more expensive or more profitable in the U.S. than selling it anywhere yeah. in the world because it's illegal here. So that's just just the fact that somebody would would import it where a country was real expensive and make it and then probably export a country where it's not as expensive. I, I, I thought just that story you told me earlier, I thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah, and why wouldn't you just do it with like, because it's already controlled controlled substance. It's on the same category as like B-ball or, you know what I mean, Anadrol or testosterone and stuff like that. Why wouldn't you just, why wouldn't you just do that? It's probably a better margin on it. Yeah, I mean, they it's, it's super droll is, is cheap anywhere outside of the u.s once you get it into the u.s it's really expensive here you know because of the black market tax so to then make it and they ship it out to another country where it's probably not as expensive that that's that's funny because i mean you can still it's not uh super drill is not illegal in like the uk or or australia some of these places it's there's laws around it but you're not specifically going to jail for having a bottle of it you know but yeah but here in the U.S., I mean, got a bottle of Super Draw. It's like like you had a bottle of crack. You you're going to jail. Someone someone's going yeah. to jail over it. Yeah. So I I don't understand why he did it. Um, obviously, it was a poor decision on his part. But it, to me, it doesn't seem like like worth it. You know what I mean? Like um, I feel like if you're going to take a risk, you should take a risk with something that's a little bit more um, profitable. Yeah, I mean, I, I some some guys are really out there, man. I used to get some really crazy Facebook ads for companies selling SARMs, yeah. and I and I always thought, you know, I'm I'm almost looking at it like, wow, this is like, if you're running a Facebook ad, you're, you're gonna run into some kids, and you're gonna run into some people that probably shouldn't be shouldn't be using this stuff. There's a big long commercial with these two kind of Hawaiian looking cats. And uh, one of them was jogging and then they, they bump into each other and then that guy brings them to the gym. I mean, real crazy stuff. And there's another one, I think it was Narrows or something. The, 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 this, yeah. this, um, this, this like this cat, um, I can't remember his name, but he, had, he sounded like a little bit of a Chicano accent. Like, yeah, Chewy was his name. Hey, this is Chewy from Narrows Labs, you know. Sounded like Cheech and Chong a little bit. Um, and I'm looking at this, I'm like, dude, like, this is this is on fucking Facebook that I'm getting an ad for for your SARMs kind of like I think the hammer's gonna have to come down, you know, because people are are too too fragrant, too too brazen. The hammer is is gonna have to come down on on the on this whole thing because it's 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 just got to be way too much, I think. And a lot of guys making making money and flaunting it, which is a, another issue. I mean, you're telling me about these guys giving away a Corvette. At a fucking bodybuilding show, that's just rubbing it in everybody's face that, that you are making money with this popular brand. Probably not the best way to operate, right? <laughs> yeah. And Narrows, I just, I'm actually, I just pulled up their site. They're done. I mean, they have regular supplements on here, but they don't do, my understanding is they got their SARM side got rated. Um, Narrows is rated or a letter. I seen a, I seen a, a, a an interview. Um, where the the owner um or the guys on all these videos uh, spoke about it and i think he just the way he put it it sounds like they just got some, some letters and he thought that was it so did they actually get rated and he didn't really disclose oh, I, don't it? I don't know i mean if he got if, listen if he was i look at it this way usually these guys they're not going to just 
kick your door in, they're probably going to tell you to fucking quit it. You know what I mean? First. And if they got that first letter and they quit and they left the casino with their chips, cashed them in, good for them. Bro, like if that's what he did and, and he just he just checked out and was like, yeah, I'm done. Like, got my warning. I'm out. But, like, you got guys who they ignore the warnings. They don't send them for no reason. You know what I mean? They're they're giving them to you as, like, a courtesy. You know what I mean? And, and seeing whether or not, like, you're going to be, you know what I mean? You're going to be cooperative. You're going to comply but, right away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean many guys, like many, that, guys so many guys, many guys found out. Are, what you're doing. Many guys so, found out they were in trouble just because be the, the Fed showed up. I mean, many guys found out they were in trouble because the agents showed up. So the the fact that uh, uh if Narrows Labs did did get a a letter, that was that was very fortunate on their end. Yeah, especially because they were a big lab. You know what I mean? That's not even like, they're not even. Like a oh joke. yeah, they had Facebook ads. They had the, these commercials. Yeah. Uh, I think he um he said he opened a uh, TRT clinic too. I mean, cause now, now it's, it's become real easy to open TRT clinics. I think he, he opened one up too. I mean, that, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, some guys are getting letters, some guys are getting raided. It's, but like you said, you get a letter, it's, it's just like, Hey, take your money and go home. It's uh, it's pretty, it's, it's probably the most fortunate thing that could happen to someone is getting a letter. Uh, and I guess it, it even makes you wonder like, so who's, who's better off the, the guy doing the the research camp side, who's kind of not being very visible and not allowing, you know, allowing uh, uh, to be tracked back. Well, he he'll never get the letter. If they wanted to send them a letter, he might he might not get it because that's the way he structured his business, and it'll cause them to step up enforcement. Or just the guy who's doing everything over the table, and and he gets the letter, and he knows it's time to stop. So that that's that's also some, an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that makes the most sense to me. You know what I mean? Um, it, if if you can, you can take your shit and, and leave the casino, and and go take that and invest it into. I mean, I mean another over the counter profitable above above the counter kind of industry like like a TRT clinic or you know what I mean a lot of those guys get into supplement brands and stuff like that I mean, go for it you know what i mean like you should like if you're smart and decide to uh you know, and go that route i don't understand the guys that like they get a warning and, and keep going if you're if they're nice enough to give you a courtesy you should kind of be like got you you know what i mean <laughs> thanks bud i'm cool i'm out throw it all out right now it's like a I mean, you look at Singerman and uh, and PJ, and they got that letter, and then they hit it. Um, I don't know how much you know about that situation, but let's talk yeah. about it. So they they got they were selling songs, and they got a letter to cut it out. Did they cut it out right away? Or did they keep doing it? No, they. Uh, my understanding is again, correct me if I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. Is that they were selling uh, a dietary supplement that had either it was either a SARM or a pro hormone in it. I think it was DMZ, um, and uh, they yeah, the FDA was like, "Hey, I know you have two hundred thousand dollars worth of product. Destroy it. Tell all your retailers to destroy theirs. That's it." And then they moved it from 
their facility to another facility and then tried to wholesale it out to retail stores and they got caught. Ah, that's my understanding is they were like, yeah, we'll destroy it. Wink, wink. You know what I mean? And then we're like, no, nah, we're going to flip this shit. We're not going to eat 200 grand. Well, then three years later, they get papers in the mail. Right. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes these cases take years uh, uh, before they, before they come after you and get you. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's again, like if, (laughs) if, if, if if they're nice enough to tell you, throw it out, they're already watching. You know what I mean? They know how much you have. We live in a digital age. Like they're not, they're not dumb. Like people might think that they're dumb, but like there's probably an agent assigned to your case and his full-time job is to follow you around either personally or digitally. And they're well aware of what you got going on. So if they tell you to dump it, like dump it. Like I, my, so a buddy of mine, owned his, uh, his, his grandfather owns a beer distributor, like a big beer distributor, not like a little case store. Like they own, like they, they supply beer distributors and bars for like hundred mile radius from a monstrous facility and they were one of the uh the wholesale the distributors like a muscle foods type company for um uh for loco energy that uh the beer that had caffeine in it and um he said that yeah for loco i've heard all about for loco there's a little cousin of mine's uh, up in canada that had to go to emergency room for drinking for loco yeah that shit is garbage um but like there's an alcohol that had a shitload of stimulants in it so people were drinking it and getting get sick so when they made that illegal they got a call from uh the atf and they actually uh, they came in and they tagged all their pallets and they said uh, uh on this day uh when this bill goes through however many days from now whatever you haven't sold needs to be packed up photographed tagged and our trucks will come and pick it up and dispose of it. And I was like, it was that serious? He was like, it was that serious. We had to tag every item. We had to take pictures of every item, exact amounts. We had to submit all our documents. And he was like, and put it on a truck that was then counted by somebody else and disposed of. He was like, bro, if we would have tried to hide one can, he's like, we would have gotten in trouble for it. He's like, so we just had to eat it. And I was like, you know what I mean? That is what it is. But if they, it's like one of them things, like they told him, all right, you're fucking done. And he was like, cool, we're fucking done. I'm like, <laughs> that's the way I look at it. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Well, if, if, if they're not enough to give you a warning, might, might as well heat it. You know, that's why bodybuilding.com got rated. Apparently, the story goes that they got a bunch of letters. And before they, they got rated back in the day over pro hormones. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of places get those letters and they, they just don't, they're not diligent. They, they think they're playing around. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal, um, man. So yeah, my man. So uh nice, uh, nice long podcast today, man. I'm me to have you back on here, dude. Yeah. I uh, definitely want to get more into, into details as far as opening up a store, making it successful. Uh, maybe next time we talk, there'll be some more developments on the SARM issue and on that bill and we'll know where we stand. So um, definitely like to have you back on here, man. It was very, very good information today, brother. I really appreciate it. 
Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Um, it's cool to do a podcast. I, I, I meaning I'm actually uh, in my new store in Lancaster. I'm building a content studio because um, my current office is like renovated space and it's kind of janky. Um, and my new office is going to be with a full podcast setup. And I want to be able to have the idea for this, this, this store and the space in general is to have like pros and guys come out and do good content. And my focus over the next year is going to be solely on creating better content, honestly, because I'll have more time because I won't be standing in front of a register or anything like that. I'll train other people to help with the online stuff. Um, I'm, I'm thoroughly looking forward to it, uh, to doing stuff like that. I think it's good. It's good for the industry. Um, you know what I mean? Soon I'll have your, uh, your stuff on my site. Uh, I've been building out the new system to sync everything that's in store, like the N2 garden shit, um, to put that on my website. So, and we're expanding that whole site and then doing a monstrous advertising. Uh, Throw some plugs out there, uh, for people locally where they can come out and see you, uh, websites that, that, uh, are, you're promoting just, just throw some yeah. plugs out for the people. So if you live in the central Pennsylvania area, um, I have a store. It's the house of gains fitness outlet. Um, it's located on Mount off Mount Rose Avenue, in East York. Um, you can find us at house Um, if there's certain products that you might, uh, that might not be on the website that we carry in store that you saw on one of our Instagram accounts, feel free to DM us. We'll arrange for payment and shipping and everything. Um, we own, I own tons of different products. Some that are actually really good. I, I own a, a, I made a product called Cramp X2, which is really good for guys on gear um, who have issues with holding electrolytes. Um, uh, it's, it's literally encapsulated and I have a powdered version um, that's loaded with dextrose and magnesium. It's kind of like a powdered Pedialyte uh, that's much higher dose. Um, and literally like I sent a, a container of that out to a friend of mine, his name's Big Slank. Um, out in Vegas, but big boy. And he, he said he was having a lat cramp. And, uh, he's in prep and took a scoop of that. Literally his cramp went, went, went away immediately. Like within five minutes, nice. then, like, it, it went away. And that's actually why I designed the product um, was for athletes and dudes who have issues holding their electrolytes properly because it was a big problem of mine. Um, and you get done a heavy session um, in the midst of a heavy cycle and you know what it means. You're drinking a gallon of water, two gallons a day. You're pissing out all your salt, your magnesium, and your potassium. Um, so this is a product that was directly uh, made for those guys uh, specifically. That's badass. That's cool. That's cool as shit. Yeah, some of the. I mean, some of these are are real boutique items for guys in our in our market that are have very specific special needs. What you what you're describing. Uh, a lot of guys uh, go, coming up to to show. Um, you know, show prepping will will have some some issues with electrolytes and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll shoot you some information after um, we get off, and uh, maybe we can uh, figure something out there to get that in front of some of the guys that follow you um, in the blogs and stuff. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure, definitely. Well, Matt, great day today, man. Appreciate you you coming on. Uh, let's do this again. Let, let's talk a little bit more about stores and a uh, little bit more about steroids. You know, we did talk about steroid cycles today, and I think that that'd be a good uh, a good one for the next podcast. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll text after we're done, and and we'll we'll get something going again the next uh, couple of weeks here, next month or so. Awesome, man. It was a pleasure. Hey, man. Thank you for coming on. Peace out.
Come on, 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 come on,